0: Hello again and welcome. This is the NBA Boys Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Fletch. Tonight, I'm coming to you live on a Tuesday, very chilly night in November. Um, We've got a great guest for you, someone who's been on the show a few times already. And every time he comes on, he's better than the last. He is the best chef in all the land, Mr. Brian Lewis. How are we tonight, sir?
1: Fletch, first time, long time. I'm having a great night. I'm so excited to be a part of this tonight. And it is quite cold. You are right about that. Oh, it's
0: freezing. It's freezing. The, 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 you, there's not enough jackets in the morning that you can put on to, for it to be okay oh. by six o'clock.
1: I've already gotten my hot chocolate right next to me. I've got a nice little blanket. Things are looking up, I must say.
0: Yeah, good, good. <laughs> well, um, we've got a big show tonight. I know you've got some segments that are planned. Um, for those that are you were listening, like, we're free balling it. We, we don't really have a script in front of us. We don't really have a plan of attack here, but we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, both of us have a lot to say. And so I, I guess, Ryan, I'll turn it over to you. Where do you
1: want to start, my friend? So I think really quick, I want to address the elephant in the room. And that's LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. I think it's a really strong place to start. I want to see if we can get both of our quick takes, nothing too intimate, but it has to be said, that was a crazy situation. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, i I watching the clip over again. LeBron definitely makes like a swipe. And from my playing days back in high school, like if you're locked up with somebody and it's pissing you off and you, you just want to like get away, um, that's completely done on purpose. And I know he went back to like apologize and, and say, hey, like I didn't mean to. And that's when Stuart freaked out um so i think that lebron's suspension was was warranted um one one game really isn't that much in the grand scheme of things i think nba suspensions are basically like not they're never too strict anyway i think if you're going to take a guy out a week would be a lot more meaningful than just a day but um it's going to have some implications to to Nick to the Knicks game tonight, and at least the Knicks season ticket holders are trying to sell their seats. Um, but overall, like LeBron getting one game, Stewart getting two games, I, I thought it was thought it was fair. Um, Stewart was bleeding like
1: crazy.
0: I don't know when was the last time I saw someone bleed like that during an NBA game.
1: It definitely brought shades of the old Pistons. Yeah. Whether it be the Bad Boys or even when it was Ben Wallace and the boys kind of doing dirty work, uh, I definitely, I almost, I don't want to say I like seeing it, but I definitely appreciate passion, and that was passion personified. The way that he literally went back and forth, that people, people were holding him back, and then everything kind of went to a lull, and then he'd strike again, and then the whole crowd got into it. It was definitely entertaining, and after all, it is an entertainment, an entertainer's sport, I should say. Overall, I definitely appreciate the, the effort. I don't think, as a professional, it's the, the best way to hold yourself. But as a, as a spectator, I'm definitely here to watch a spectacle. So the one, one and two game suspensions, slaps on the wrist, go play play a little bit of video games while you wait for your next turn up. Uh, but definitely something that I to, I had to bring up. But the king, you know, it's the king. It's, it's seeing, seeing a guy, Isaiah Stewart, on this up and up, and then you have the guy who's been here for so long. And then there's a guy named Russell Westbrook in the middle with his fists up, ready to fight. Yeah. So I loved all of it. It was definitely entertaining. So I definitely want to bring that up. So, which carries me into the next part, LeBron James, a guy who we think so highly of, I'm sure as, as a whole, as a whole unit of, of friend group and the and the NBA boys, but he's some guy that one might say, because he hasn't been playing a lot, he hasn't necessarily been holding up to his fantasy value that, some might have been higher on, some might have been lower on. I wanted to go into a quick segment of buy, sell, and hold, just to get an idea of players who may or may not be playing at their optimal point to see if it's time to panic or it's time to continue with, with uh, keeping on with them. So I have three, I have, I'll have a couple guys that they're at at you just to see where, you, where your mind is at. If you want to take a minute to kind of look them up, make sure you have an, an idea, by all means. So, number one, I'm going to mention his name. He's a guy I hold very near and dear to my heart. Aluka Doncic, someone who has had a few little injury issues as of late. He's averaging right now 24.9, 8.3, 7.9 with four, about four turnovers a game. Having some good numbers, but I want to hear your thoughts. Is he a buy, a sell, or is he a hard stronghold? Um, That's
0: a great question. I think it's a great person to start off with, too. Um, I think with Luca at this point, I'm going to hold. Um, Not really buying because he's not playing to his level of expectancy. Um, And I'm not selling because I know he's a young player and will pick it up by the end of the season. It's still a long year. We're talking about games in November and October so far, which really don't have much to do with when we get around to the, the May April timeline when we're gearing up for the, the postseason and, and when we get along to the finals. So I'm going to hold on Luka Doncic. Um, I do think for the the past couple of years, he's been incredible talent. I think he's going to be a, a future MVP of the league. Um, but at, at some point, and this is something that happens to a lot of rookies, is like they might have one great rookie season where they play out of their minds. Uh, A Michael Carter Williams, for example, they um, play great. And then the next year it kind of evens out where the um, what's the word that I'm thinking of here, the the phrase that I'm thinking of, it's, it's the law of averages basically where your first season starts out really well. And then your second season, you kind of tank where it brings you back down to the level of the player you actually are. So I think right now we're starting to see that lower level of Luca and he's not the insane shooter, step back three automatic guy that we saw last year and, and years prior as much um, but he still is a very
1: great talent League and right now I'm going to hold totally fair <clears throat> big fan of that I, I totally agree I think he's somebody who has such a crazy upside the first couple weeks including home injuries and kind of just getting a feel for what that Mavericks team really is are they good are they not what's the situation with KP I think definitely a strong hold candidate um, and like you said because of his, not not that's a bad start. It's just not what Luka Magic has been, and he's had a couple of great, great games and a couple of stinky games. So I think you're another uh, average thing. Uh, so strong, hold candidate to start. Next person I'm going to go with is someone who is overperforming a bit. Um, I'm going to go with the same the same uh, type of team, actually the same exact team. I'm going Jalen Brunson. I'd love to hear what your thought is on Jalen Brunson. A Villanova guy that we all have seen. We understand how great he is. I believe it's his, what is it, third year at this point? He was drafted in 2018, so I guess his third. He's coming on so strong, and not necessarily in place of Luca, but he is becoming a major, major force for that team. Are you thinking he's a buy, a sell, or a hold right now?
0: I am buying all of the Jalen Brunson stock that there is to offer all of it i'm gonna buy the whole house and sell the store (laughs) it jalen brunson when i remember watching him when we were at seton hall and he was such a smart basketball player like you could tell his iq on the court was better than anybody else around and he would just put himself in positions on defense offense any name of the game he was there making plays and it's been no different in the nba um i thought it was I, i i was shocked that he didn't get drafted um I, I was shocked that like he didn't get drafted this year in our, in our league. He actually had a decent season last year. And um, I think he's going to continue to be a force. There is obviously a little spot in the Mavericks offense for him. Um, he's kind of cut out his own little role. It's like that, like, kind of backup point guard, sometimes like a shooting guard. And especially in a time like this, when Luca struggling or not playing to his, his usual level, Brunson's awesome. And I don't think there's really many players on the Mavericks you can count on outside of Luca for scoring. Like Chris Apps, um, I saw this on Instagram the other day and it was like the team, like a list of players that was the team's worst acquisition or like the players that teams are still trying to recover from. And they said that the Mavericks, and it was, it was Chris Apps, which I didn't really agree with. I think Chris Daps has been fine. His biggest knock against him is that he's like hurt all the time. Um, but I think that's where Brunson comes in great, and he does fill that role, and he's been just an awesome scorer all around. Like, even looking at his past few games, oh my god. Um, against the (laughs) Clippers, 20 points, four boards, eight assists, three steals. Um, against the Suns, two games in a row, 18 points for both of them. He got four assists or four rebounds, ten assists, and then nine rebounds, nine assists. Like this dude goes literally goes off against good teams. Um I'm, I'm fall all in on Jalen Brunson.
1: Absolutely. That guy puts himself in a position to be a league winner at this point with the way he's playing. He finds a nice little niche in that Dallas offense. He runs the offense. In his last seven, he's at nine assists a game on the season. He's at 15.8, four and a half, five and a half, and only one and a half turnovers. That is insane. Like, the ratio is, you know, it's like 4-1 to one at that point. Really, really impressive stuff from Jalen Brunson. I'm a big buy candidate on him. I was eyeing him about, I think, late October when he got dropped by, I think, uh, Haniel and he got dropped by Ian um, and Nick Koppelman. He's had a great team. We'll get to his team later, but definitely was a huge pickup for him. Huge, huge buy. Now, with his third guy, we are recording this on a Tuesday. This will be the last guy we have for this segment. This is the third guy we have on the list in the spirit of Thanksgiving. What do you do on Thanksgiving? You gorge yourself. You eat a King's feast. This guy has, has been eating like a King this entire year. And I want to know for you at the top of his game, Paul George, are you buying, are you selling or are you holding?
0: Ooh, Paul George. That's someone I haven't really thought about in a while. He's playing, he's having a great year. Um, yeah, looking at the stats from his last seven, 26 points, six boards, five assists, one steal, um, and three turnovers. Turnovers are getting a little bit high. Looks like some games he's had mm-hmm. where he's at eight, he's at six, four consistently. Oh, yeah. So, because he's, he's, run,
1: he's running that off because he's running that offense as not a true point guard. And that's where I think that could, you know, that's that's a, that's a talking point. True. Does that, uh, no, not only does it actually do it, does it do it enough where you kind of knock him back a couple of pegs? Cause right now he's playing like the number, you know, one, if not two, two, three guard, you know, I call him a combo for, you know, guard forward situation at two, three. Um, you know, where do you, where do you stand on Paul George?
0: I think for me right now, just looking at the numbers, um, he's in between a buy and a hold. I, I wouldn't sell on this guy. Um, if my memory serves me correctly about the Clippers, they don't have much scoring outside of Paul George, right? They like they don't have like that number two guy this year. Kawhi would be that. Yeah, it guy, should be. It sure. should.
1: He'd be that number. Yeah, he'd be that guy, right? One A, one B with him. But unfortunately, yeah, the classic Kawhi's hurt. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Do we know what the situation with Kawhi is? When is he coming back?
1: I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's out. I, he's definitely out the regular season, most likely at the. I mean, not, I'm not the playoffs this year necessarily. If he doesn't in the playoffs, I don't think he's going to play in the playoffs either. So I think it's going to be a whole year wash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if that's the case, then I'm definitely not selling on Paul George. If Kawhi was coming back after Christmas in February, I'd say, yeah, like ride out the high of Paul George right now. And then when the real number one comes back in the building, then sell him. But for right now, no, I'm going to hold on Paul George.
1: I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of his because he is a scorer, which is great. She, you know he shoots a lot of threes, and you know in retrospect, I think I, I probably could have looked at him a little bit earlier. Um, I wasn't as high on him because I'm afraid of injuries myself. That I feel like with his, you know, he had the one really bad injury, but I'm still thinking in my head, I'm like this guy. In my head, I think he's he's made a he made a glass. So so far, he's been so good, and I love the defensive presence too. Steals a couple blocks a game, so that is um, that is what I like as well. Um, so yeah, those are my three quick guys. Wanted to run through that really quick. And we'll be on to the next thing. Fletch, do you want to take it away? I'd love yeah. to see what you have next.
0: Yeah, yeah. Today, Right now we are going to go to the segment that I brought up to you the other day. We're going to play guess the player. Um, I'm going to go through the top ranked players in the league right now. Um, I'm basically going to give you a five category guy that I think would be a great fit on any team. Um, and it's going to be a player that, you know, you might not think when you, when someone says, Hey, this is a top 10 guy in, in fantasy or a a top 10, top 20 category scorer that you need to have on your team, or, you know, you should look to draft. Um, These typically, like these are players that are playing well, you know, arms and shoulder, head and shoulders and arms above where they should be. Um, Head, shoulders,
1: knees, and toes, my friends. That's how good they are. (laughs) Exactly. All of them, all of them above where they should be.
0: So, I want to see if you can guess who I'm thinking of. So let me filter a little bit. Do I get any guesses?
1: Like oh, are any any, guess. uh, any questions? A couple questions like, you know, yeah, leave me the water.
0: Hints. We're going to do some hints. We're going to do – first we're going to start with the position. And then, still can't guess it, we're going to go to the team. And then, actually, we'll do team last. Team might be a little bit more um, obvious. So we'll go position yeah. first, their player rank second, And then their team last and don't
1: cheat. Don't look it up. Of course not. All right, let's see. Let's see.
0: Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. All right. I'm going to read you the stats. Read you his line right now for the season. All right, a little bit of that. All right, cool. Here we go. This guy, he's shooting 47% from the field, 86% from the line. He averages two two threes a game, um, seven, almost seven and a half boards a game, two and a half assists, one steal, and 19 points with only two turnovers a game. Who is it?
1: So he's he's a guard. I'm assuming he's a guard. Two two threes a game. Nineteen points. How many assists and rebounds?
0: He gets seven point four rebounds and two and a half assists.
1: Oh, so maybe he's a big man. Could be a big.
0: Maybe he's like the
1: the forward. Yeah, type. A combo. Yeah, forward. So I get to ask, what's the? So I'll tell you right.
0: Yeah, well I'll tell you his position. So he's a he's a small forward power forward. All right.
1: Three four. And he's in the east or the west. He's in the western western conference. All
0: right. And his position he's right.
1: 19,
0: he's averaging 19.3 points a game.
1: 19.7 and 2 with two threes a game in the Western Conference. So Is he – because immediately I'm thinking Brandon Ingram, Mm -hmm. um, but he might have too many assists a game just because he has the ball in his hands a lot. Is he – I'm trying to think about the division. Um, Is this player on – The Blazers.
0: He is not. He is actually on the Sacramento Kings.
1: Tell me it's Rashawn Holmes.
0: Oh, it's not. You're close. It is the pencil, Harrison Barnes.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Harrison Barnes has been going off. Speaking of your segment, buy, sell, or hold, with how Harrison's been playing the start of this year, how do you, where, you know, what are your thoughts on him? Where do you stand?
1: Harrison Barnes, I'm a sell, I'll be a sell. A huge sell candidate. He, I mean, Harrison Barnes. I didn't realize. That. I mean, he's. I mean, he's, I know he's been balling because he's been just getting the, He's been playing how many minutes a game? Like Thirty plus minutes a game as a. Yeah, like thirty-five. As, yeah, like he's been on the court so much. I think if he can shoot efficiently, I think he's great. I, I just personally, I think he's a great sell high candidate. I mm-hmm. don't think he's going to continue to score about twenty points a game. Like maybe the boards will stay around the same. The assists will stay on the same. But I'm thinking he's more like a close to a 14, 15-point-a-game point guy, especially when Buddy Heald's, and Buddy Heald's off, off the bench. Um, he's been playing like a baller. De'Aaron Fox has been having, the, honestly, not the best go of it at early. He's been starting to kind of catch fire recently. Holmes has been a beast. I don't know why. I got nervous. I, I fucking said Holmes. He's a center, uh forward center. Um, but he overall, that team has a lot of mouths to feed, especially in a young offense. Um, I don't know if Harrison Barnes is going to continue the success. If he does, you know Mazel Tov. But if not, I think he's a huge sell high candidate right now. So whoever has him, definitely start uh, thinking about what to do with him.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you. Um, they've got a lot of mouths to feed. They've got guys on the team that haven't really performed well to start the year. Deering Halliburton. 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 Yeah, they 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 they're going to score. They're gonna figure it out, and I just don't think Barnes is gonna keep up shooting forty-eight percent and keep up shooting eighty-six from the line. Like, it's just not. He's he's more of like that three-and-D type player,
1: right? And this, yeah, to have that many, I don't, I don't know how many actually how many free throws he's shooting a game, uh, but eighty-six yeah, percent. I mean, it's it's pretty freaking good, but good for him. That's I mean after after the battle had to face again, you know, with, with uh, golden state, they don't have a chance to, to shine a little bit on a young team. This might be on, you know, this might be a good friend, maybe, you know, overall being a veteran on that team, on a really young team, this might've kind of given him a little bit of a chance at a pedestal and, and, and bounce up a little bit. So who knows, but I'm, I'm going to sell high for him. Yeah, um, I'm with but, you. Yeah.
0: All right. Next guy. I'm going to give you a little bit more this time and, and make the flow a little bit easier. So this is a guard in the Eastern conference he averages his field goal percentage is 51 percent he's shooting 89 percent from the free throw line makes 1.3 three pointers a game um, 3.6 rebounds 4.6 assists doesn't really do much on defense with less than a block and a steal per game and he averages 18.7 points so he's 18, 3 and 6 guy shooting 51% from the field and 89% from the line.
1: Yeah, he's in the Eastern Conference.
0: Eastern Conference guard. He is position rank number three in category.
1: Wow. So and he has you said six assists a game or rebounds.
0: Um 4.6 assists and 3.6 rebounds. So essentially five and four.
1: Okay. So, off the bat, I'm thinking – I'm getting, like, Hornets vibes. I'm getting – right off the bat, I was thinking it was uh, Gordon Hayward just because, like, I feel like he's been kind of in that realm of the – how many points against 15, you
0: said? Um, 18.7.
1: 18.7, even more. Damn. Yeah, he's four balls. 6, and 3. Averaging 51% from the field. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, fun fact this guy, his position rank is higher than Nicole Jokic, Tatum, and Zach Levine.
1: Is it Seth Curry?
0: It is not. Um,
1: oh, no, I thought it was going to be 86%, but I guess you said 1.33s per game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of threes. Right.
1: Last guess, is it Scotty Barnes?
0: It is not. <laughs> it Damn is Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Absolutely balling out this year. Um, super impressed with Tyrese, what he's been yeah. able to do, especially with Ben Simmons going out and him taking over the offense. I think he's been nothing short of like spectacular for this team.
1: Yeah, and he offers that, like, spunk and a tenacity type of, like, undersized guard. And yeah. he really is – he's shooting lights out. That's amazing. 51% as a guard is insane.
0: Yeah, and it'll definitely taper off as him. we get through the year. But, yeah. But
1: um, for now, enjoy it. Whoever has him, enjoy him.
0: Yeah, Joe's got him right now. At, you know, great, great ad. That's definitely not someone that was drafted.
1: No, savvy pickup. Definitely yeah. a savvy pickup.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think? We'll do one more.
1: Let's do one more. Yeah, this is hard,
0: but I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Just knowing the stats off the top of your headphone player is, is difficult. But these are all players that are, like, not the first guy you think of. So to get Sure, a pick- sure,
1: no, of course.
0: Um, oh, here's a good one.
1: I really thought I got it with Seth Curry at first. Dang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got the same team. Um, all right. This is a forward in the Eastern Conference. He shoots 45% from the field, 75% from the line. Not great. Um, but he does average two three pointers a game, seven rebounds, three assists, a steal and a half, and 20.8 points. Forward in the Eastern Conference.
1: That's got to be Miles Bridges. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Dude, I've, I swear to you. One, I was like in my head, I'm like, this gotta be him. And then he said 20 points a game. I'm like, bang, Miles Bridges it's gotta be. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> yes, let's go. Okay, let's go. I had a, I had a safe face. I, my God. All right, let's go. Let's
0: go. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Uh, Miles Bridges having a great start to the year. Where do you stand on him? And he's, he's position ranked fourth right now, which is insane. Um, yeah. How do you feel about him? Are you buying, selling, or holding?
1: I, it's funny. I actually talked to, talk to part of the team that has him a couple of days ago. I touched on talking about my, my, think, my thinking on him. My big take with Miles Bridges is that he has had the bounce, the athleticism. He's been able to get to the rack at ease, you know, always. But now he's adding a new dimension to his game in that jumper. Like his MIDI is getting so much better. His three has improved drastically. It's just a matter of time before he really is, you know, he really is going to take that next leap, which he is in the middle of that leap. And I think being able to have that reign of another young team with LaMelo, I think, you know, having, having Plumlee there is going to be, has had a nice, like a nice sense of, you know, ease when he's in the paint. I feel like he's really having that, you know, he has that nice mix of youth and veteran leadership on that team too. Um, Hayward's there as well I think it's a nice a great a great situation for him with that all in mind I'm a huge fan of the sell high on Miles Bridges absolutely I think again 20 points a game is you're an elite NBA score if you're averaging 20 points a game I don't know if he's quite there yet with his scoring he does have crazy upside because of his athleticism it's just about his efficiency of getting there that I'm a little bit nervous about and I just don't know if it's gonna get it done. For, for depending on if your team needs it or not, if your team doesn't necessarily need the you know the the best of three point shooting doesn't really necessarily need like the best of um, efficiency. Because what's he shooting? He's shooting not too bad. What you said, forty eight percent.
0: Yeah, um, I clicked away from it. Let me go back to him. But yeah, it was like seventy five percent from the line and forty five percent from the field. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so 45 is, like, pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. It's, like, probably – I mean, average is probably 40%. A um, little bit higher than average. You know, free throw percent is probably below average at that point, 75%. Um, you know, I think I'm, – I'm just a huge sell-high fan on him. I don't know if he's going to maintain the sh- shooting that he's done overall. And uh, he's leaving so many points at the line. He gets to the line a pretty pretty, pretty good amount. So,
0: yeah, he does. He, he averages, like, four attempts per game from the free throw line, yeah. which – in today's NBA, for new, like
1: with the new, the new rules, it's, yeah. like, it's pretty decent.
0: So yeah. Like yeah, a that's a lot. That's a lot. It means he's driving to the cup, he's getting fouled. Like it's good basketball. Um, I, I just hope that he can keeps it up and improves um next season and in future. Yeah. Cool. Um
1: Man, I'm, I'm so glad I got that. <laughs>
0: I know. I I am I'm, I'm happy you did too. You got on the first try, too. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So what's next? You got a segment in mind or should we flip to the standings and how everyone's sitting right now?
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and dive into how our teams did last week, kind of seeing what stood out to you and what's, you know, what's going to go ahead. So without further ado, I think we can uh, roll that out.
0: Cool. Yeah, sounds great. Um, So looking at the league as a whole right now, I basically see four like levels. Um, the top level is just one team and, and it's Kappa's team. The Blake Griffin team is stacked from top to bottom. Um, when you go on your laptop and pull up the standings and you're, you're able to scroll to the bottom. You can click through the compiled stats of the season and how you rank overall um, for all your rates combined. Coppa's team. I clicked through this earlier. He's in the top five of every single stat except for turnovers, which doesn't matter. I think he's like eighth. Um, Other than that, he's in second in steals, blocks, points, assists. He's like fourth in rebounds, (laughs) fifth in three-pointers, and then he's in the top three in both field goal and free throw, even leading field goal percentage. Like, his team is so good right now. I don't know, like, unless there's a big injury, I don't really see anybody shaking that, do you?
1: I mean, his team is so good. I I could not agree more. I think he's made two really big choices. One is to ride with Jordan Poole. I'm so mad he got him because he was such a huge candidate for a breakout year. Jordan Poole's playing out of his mind. Jalen Brunson, like we talked about before, is such a huge hiccup for him because he's playing better than – even like a last round candidate for a draft oh, spot or even, you know, the he's the playing like a an eighth, ninth seven. round. Hey, Alexa. Alexa,
0: shut up. <laughs> it's the second time she tried to remind me about the garbage. I'm so sick of Alexa. So sick of it. All right. Keep going. <laughs> <Very good.
1: laughs> I got, I got just mad love for his team and I don't want to talk about more than that because I don't want Tom to copy a big head, but Keep in mind, so is Yogurt on the IR. So that's uh, you know another guy you might have heard of, the first overall pick this year. So to be looking right. out, I think his definitely is the best team as of now, for sure. He's set for success. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, you got guys like Jimmy Butler, Miles Turner, Sean Holmes, Jalen Brunson, who we've talked about tonight, Gordon Hayward, who we've talked about tonight. Al Horford playing really well for some reason. (laughs) Fred Van He loves loves Boston, I'm
1: telling you. He's just a big Boston guy. He is.
0: He is. It's like in backyard baseball, and you'd have, like, I I don't know, certain players, if they were on the same team, they would always have, like, the plus or the minus. Oh, yeah. Baseball's on their stats. Like, Derek Jeter was always, like, plus a few. Al Horford, Boston, he gets those plus stats on.
1: (laughs) From everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's playing so well for that team, offensive and defensively. Um, but yeah, I think Coppa's team is serious, especially just because he has the depth too. It's not just he has like the the superstars, he has those role players who are still going to get crazy run, and it's just really well built. So I got to move on from Coppa's because, again, I'm sure he's going to be at home touching himself to listen to all this stuff. So, oh, yeah, he's definitely giving himself some pp touches right
0: now. So, moving forward, under Uh, that first echelon, we've got um, a big group in what I call tier two. And I think all these teams are like one piece away right now. Um, it's Mamo Mentality, Joe Ingles Pringles, Ball in the Family, Shuku Tink, Powell's Redemption, and Hegro Hammer. It's going to be a fight for these six teams to make the five playoff spots. One of them is going to get left out, and I'm really interested to see who it is.
1: So in this group, I think – just to give an, an idea of um, of where I'm, I'm at with this, my mentality, Ian's team, like, kicked my ass. Like, his team, like, worked my team. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was, like, his team did super well or my team didn't play that well. Whatever it was, his team worked me. Like, I had, like, two categories that I won. It was, like, free throws and turnovers. It was, like, a whack, like, horrific run. He just lost 2-6-1 and one to Blake Griffin. And that just to kind of give you the, the echelon difference. But I will say mama mentality in back-to-back years with such well-rounded squad, like such a well-rounded squad. I think he has a couple guys like Yaka uh, Purtle, Daniel Gafford, like these big men um, who are so, so good on the defensive end. Um, once they get that offensive, you know, side of things going, Yaka Pertl just back from injury. You know, they're going to be so, so big for him. I think he did a great job with drafting the strong rookies. He got Mobley, Giddy, and Scotty Barnes. That is so fresh that he got all the three, like, really fun young guys. Um, and then you mix them the PGs of the world who are balling. The Anthony Davis is when healthy is incredible. Like, he really does have a really sweet uh, sweet squad. Clint Capella is a beast. Um, and, of course, Malcolm Brogdon. So, overall, I think he did a great job drafting. Uh, and I'm excited to see those young guys blossom this year because I guarantee Scotty Barnes is going to be – a problem for the East for years and years to come. So it's exciting stuff for for Ian's team Um, to build off, to build off that I'm if I can actually kind of go the opposite end and say which team will be left off of those, those six. I, I swear to you, I don't know how Benny's team is, has won three, three matchups. Um, I don't know if it's Chris Duarte's doing or what his team is just not a playoff team, as of now. No offense to anybody, Harrison Barnes is one of those players who's been playing super well for him. Luca's injuries have been have been very well documented this year. Um, I was I was trying to trade for Luca earlier this year after seeing all the issues that he's been dealing with. His coach saying he's going to fight through any injury. Hopefully, you know, all just things that I don't really feel too comfortable with. I just don't see his team. Grayson Allen's been getting a run because the uh, has been out. He won't be getting as much run moving forward. You know, right. I just don't know. LeBron James, you know, LeBron James, when he plays, obviously, is great. But, you know, the best ability – oh, my goodness, I butchered it. The best ability is availability. And right now he does not have that. Jamal Murray, when he comes back, if he comes back. Jonathan Isaac, don't even talk to me about Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> if he ever plays in the NBA again, I'll be surprised. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Green's exciting. But I just don't see his team having enough uh, star power to really – you know, make anything happen in the playoffs. If he even gets there.
0: Yeah. I'm Sorry. with you there. Um, I think, yeah, I think Chris Duarte had a great start to the season. He's kind of like he's not getting much minutes in the past few games. He was out for a couple. So maybe this is time where he starts to taper off a little bit. I think there's also a lot of sell high candidates on his team, like Harrison Barnes. We touched on Grayson is definitely one of those. Um, even Kyle Kuzma, I would say, is a sell high. Great pick, yeah. Great, great pick. pick, great pick. I mean, do you think he's a sell high, or would
1: you would you
0: hold on Kuzma? He's getting for wrong. Kuzma.
1: That's what I was gonna say. For Kuzma, I think he's a special candidate to to remain somewhat in that. Because when he was playing really well, it wasn't because he was averaging like forty points a game, or not forty, but you know what I mean, like a super crazy point, you know, point outpour. It was his consistency on the defensive end and the offensive end, getting boards and being like that strong third guy, if, if not fourth guy really in, in Washington. You know, having Bradley Beal, having Dinwiddie, having Montrez Harrell, like he's been really solidifying himself in that starting role of getting like 10 boards a game, getting around 10 to 12 points a game, a couple assists and getting that offense moving. I think he's a really strong candidate to continue, not a dominating pace, but a pace that is, is good enough that I don't think you're getting enough. You'll get enough value based on the name alone. I feel <laughs> like our league is very name, very name driven. I've, I've found that out very, you know, very consistency. Consistently, we're a very big name driven. Kuzma doesn't offer that star power that you're probably going to get enough value for. So I'd be at a hold level for him, but I do do think that Harrison Barnes and even Lu- I'm still on the verge of Luca being a good at this point trade high. While you ha- trading high meaning while at least you doesn't have that out for much much more of, you know instead of day-to-day it's going to look more like week to week month to month so yeah get it while it's hot
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you, you actually brought up a really good point that i didn't see beforehand on kuzma he gets a lot of boards a lot of boards oh, yeah. like he got 17 against the celtics 12 against brooklyn 13 against miami 13 against charlotte like he consistently gets rebounds which is very impressive um He does get a lot of minutes too. He consistently gets over 30 minutes a game. He's even touched 40 a few times in the past few weeks. Um, As long as he sees the court, like he's going to get the stats. I think that's one thing that really held him back in, in Los Angeles is like, he never really got that consistent run as a starter. He like kind of did. And then LeBron showed up and that was the end of that. Right. Um, Right. So yeah, I, 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 I still kind of on the sell high vibe. Cause it's just Cal who's win. I don't trust him. I know how inconsistent he can be, but we'll see. Like he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. So moving forward with the standings um, beneath that clump in the middle, we've got like the lower half. And so I think there's like two levels here. You got um, the data Tatum team Henny, and then like maybe the real Greek freak. This is like your lower echelon where you might need like, two or three pieces to turn that up. And then at the bottom, um, Schroeder's cat, John Castell don't. Neither of those teams have found a win so far. And um, I know they're both competitive guys, so they're, they're probably scratching and clawing to find a, a trade partner right now or at least having conversations.
1: Was that a reference to the Schroeder's cat? The scratching and clawing is that? Oh, unplanned (laughs) reference. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so (laughs) fun. (laughs) I think both of these teams have really good pieces. The Castal don'ts, I will, no matter where Shokan is on this list, I think being a basketball mind really does play into this. And I think being a big basketball guy, Shokan will find a way out of the basement. As of now, you're looking at guys like Bam, Shea, Beal, Tatum. I'll even sneak Terry Rozier's name in that in that top echelon of his team. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah, some Brown. pieces. I Jalen Brown, man, like playing like the best player in Boston. You know, I think he has some seriously high talent. Just a matter of do I does he utilize that to for trade pieces to get more depth. Because um the huge the drop off is when Cam Reddish is playing Desmond Bain's been playing above you know above what I think he probably will have the rest of the year mm-hmm. um, Wiggins is still Wiggins so he's he's been balling honestly for the most part this year and he's on a tear the he's on a tear the last seven um, I think he's gonna he might be a really nice sell high candidate or even better he's on a really good team and, are, and playing like thirty minutes a game he might be a great keep guy where he's like getting that those numbers the entire year I just think that the the CD Osmonds of the world. I'll even, I mean, Jay Sean Tate, he's been playing pretty well too. So he, you know, he's been not, I don't want to say borderline drop, um, but he's had games where he has like zero, he'll have like three, but then all games are like 11 and eight. So it's like, do I want to drop? Do I want to keep them? Probably keep. Um, yeah. But I think if you can leverage maybe one or two of those stars, get a couple solid pieces on the side. Um I think he has a good enough team where he should not have zero wins for much longer. His team is pretty sweet. Yeah, Um, I agree. And then as for – you know what I mean? He has pieces. And then as for Garrett's team, I think it's time to press the panic button a little bit. He has a couple good guys. A couple good guys. But I think it's time to maybe sell on DeMar DeRozan while he is, like, the third leading MVP candidate right now. You know, maybe use him to get – maybe – piece him with somebody else to get two solid players because right now he has Steph Curry and DeMar and maybe Christian Wood. And that's like Drummond's been playing really well because he had that space with Embiid gone. And I think I always question myself for dropping him, but at the time, whatever. Um, I just don't think he has enough in his team. You know, Aiton's good. Um, Aiton's really good, actually. But he, yeah. you need to have a – you got to have, a, you know, a couple big men. Jared Allen's pretty good.
0: You know, yeah, Jared Allen's of all,
1: playing good. He's, he's, like, getting back
0: into it. He had a few games right. off. Right. Right.
1: Um, and, like, you know, his, his numbers are a little skewed just because he's played less, less time. Yeah. But, overall, you have two solid – you know, you have two solid centers at the start. You have two solid guards. What are you going to do with that? Right now, so you have two. You have two of the three leading MVP. I would say Steph is number one, DeMar's probably number three right now for MVP candidacy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, he has some a couple of good players, but is it enough to get that infinite playoff push? And like when things get crazy, I think he has some pieces. Maybe I, I went a little overboard in saying it was the time for that panic button. After all, it's only the first five weeks. But I would recommend leveraging, you know. Just to, just to see what you could, you know, just to, just to shop the market, especially when you're, Oh, whatever. And whatever, you know, it's a time that you can make a couple moves and not feel bad about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely time to make the moves. And there are some players on the team I'm looking through now that like Jared Allen's one of them where he had a few games off and kind of struggled. Um, Christian Wood has been a shell of himself from how he was last year. Um, The podcast that I listen to a lot, um, locked on fantasy basketball, um, Josh Lloyd, the guy who hosts it, basically talked about Christian Wood today and was like, this guy, when you watch him on the court, he doesn't look like the same player. He's he's not taking the lead. He's not into it. Like You can tell he's just not having fun in Houston. And I think that's really, it's really like pushing into his stats and how he's done this year. So, He's really been a big disappointment for the team. I'm sure Garrett's, like, fed up with him at this point. Um, Isaiah Stewart, yes, it's nice to get that noteworthy fight against LeBron James, (laughs) but he really hasn't done
1: that much this year.
0: Um, As I'm looking through Isaiah Stewart, like, I'm seeing – He started
1: off way hotter, though. I will say he started out like,
0: hot. Yeah, and he's tapered off. He's had games where he's only played, like, 18 minutes. 16 minutes. He gets four boards, five boards, or I'm sorry, four and five points, like one board against Brooklyn in 18 minutes? Dude, you're the starting center.
1: (laughs) You got to get more than that. Right, exactly. And it's just, there's his play, like his 30th overall pick, Christian Wood, is averaging in the last seven, like 10 and 10, when there's guys who are, you know, off the waivers who are doing that. You know, so it's like there's there's definitely room for improvement. He might be I think Christian might actually be a pretty good buy low candidate because there's not much lower that he could go in terms of, again, we're talking about a 30th overall pick. This is not like, you know, averaging 10 and 10 is pretty solid for a team, um, you know, but as a 30th overall pick, I expect to get some pretty good bang for my buck. Uh, Yeah, especially when you have two guys like when you get such value from DeMar DeRozan, you know, who, you know, 43rd overall is his next pick. And he had DeMar DeRozan as opposed to, you know, who's averaging, what, 26, 5, and 4 with a steal a game. You know what I mean? Only averaging two, two turnovers a game. Like, that's crazy. That's what that's what getting some bang for your buck is. So I, I think he could really leverage um, where he's at with how good some of his guys are. Maybe get a, couple, a little bit more depth, depth pieces and feeling a bit more, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You can't keep wishing for Steph at 50. You can't keep wishing for DeMar DeRozan to have 35, 8, and 9. You know, it's just like not going you know, to consistently happen. You got to get depth. You got to build off those strong starts. So that's where I stand with the bottom two.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, I like the point about the 30th pick, and I pulled up the draft recap. Right around that 30th pick in the third round, um, when you're drafting your fantasy team, obviously round one you need to stud, round two you need to stud, and you can still find studs in rounds three and four, just looking at who is drafted in that round around Christian Wood, Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Deontay Murray, LaMelo Ball, Drew Holiday, Shy, Brandon Ingram, and Chris Paul. Like all of those guys are, are having solid seasons. And it's just, it, it's really just a big disappointment that Christian Wood hasn't played up to what he did last year. I'm hoping that he gets traded and then that like shakes things up again. and. Maybe he has a better attitude about coming to the gym every day, um, but it'll be interesting to see. There's there's a lot of trades that go on in the NBA that shit things up. So even though we're five weeks in, six weeks in, um, this isn't the this isn't the story of the season yet. There's a lot of time.
1: Definitely, no. I think that's a great point. He could definitely, if he gets traded to a team um, that could really use. That score, he's a scoring big man, like he really is. I think the Wizards could really make a move for him. I think he'd be a great addition on that team with Gafford. You have two, like, seven footers. I mean, you can even play the four because you can kind of stretch them out a little bit. Have him, like, have a a Gafford and Christian Wood uh front court. That's pretty intimidating if you're going to come in to a Washington team that who's been playing insanely well. Have Trez, you have Trez in there, maybe even push Gafford. You can even push. Gafford to the bench, have him come off the bench and be a dominant big man off the bench. You have at that point you'd have Dinwiddie, Beal, Kuzma, Trez, Christian Wood, Dan, uh, Daniel Gafford, and like it's just it'd be a sweet little addition. Mm-hmm. Maybe even maybe even the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks can make a run for for Christian Wood. You push him with Giannis, give Giannis a chance to have another competent big. Because um, no offense, Brooke Lopez, but you know. You're you're stepping out behind the three a little bit too often, and if you're if you even playing, um, I think Christian will be a great fit for the Bucks. Um, really give them some extra oomph. They're ten and eight; they could really use that size, and they're a championship team. So I think they have you know to have another guy who's hungry to have, to have a winning culture. You know, he went from what was it? Was he in Detroit originally? Went to, from Detroit to uh, to Houston? Not what you want to see out of uh, <laughs> for for a big man. So I think that'd be a really cool destination uh, for Christian Wood.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. He's like the last person on the the Rockets' roster that has any sort of value in the NBA. So maybe they could like use it to get a draft pick. I, I actually, I don't even know about that because they're going to get a draft pick anyway by their record. <laughs> Rockets are currently <laughs> right. getting one in sixteen in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and who knows
1: they they could get unlucky like the Knicks and they get like the fourth or something, the fifth pick. And True. They, I mean. You know, like it's that's the thing with the with basketball. There's no real tanking because now it's all even. So, yeah. The, uh, hopefully, the odds are in their favor. I hope Houston is a, has a cool basketball c- culture. Um, the Rockets are a really interesting team, and I think with Jalen Green being there, uh, KPJ being there, I think there's some pieces that are young and exciting. Hopefully, they have some you know some future future wins ahead of them. But as for now, they sit at the bottom of the barrel. Um, moving on really quick, I wanted to. Again, this is a Thanksgiving episode. I wanted to ask you really quickly just in between, what side, appetizer, dessert, anything like that are you looking forward to most at your Thanksgiving feast this evening or Ooh. upcoming evening, I should say?
0: Oh, the stuffing. I look forward to the stuffing every fucking year. It's so good. It tastes exactly <laughs> the same every year. And that's what I love about it. The stuffing is just your consistent, Day in, day out, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be there. It's going to fill the tummy.
1: I love stuffing. What about you? Stuffing is good. I've, I've never. I like stuffing, but it's not on my plate for the first round of that. When I go up there, I will be honest. Wow. I'm. What are your first if round pick? If I'm going to be honest, I mean gravy is always there because gravy is like such a crucial part. It goes on everything. It's so solid. I'm looking forward to hot crab dip that's what we made we made that every we, we make we're, we're a big dip family big like charcuterie big like handheld drinking your hand watching something you know being with the family drink, always always eating big hot crab dip you sit that in front of people with some bread some veggies and you get a couple of ice cold beers right out the fridge you pass one to your uncle you crack one open for him you cheers him and you smack on some hot cheesy delicious crab dip Number one overall pick for me every time, no question. Oh yeah, jeez.
0: No wonder you're a TikTok god, Brian. You got my mouth <laughs> wide over here.
1: Gotta <laughs> <laughs> hit the stage. Hospi- hospitality, baby. You gotta make sure you feel good. But that's I had to bring it out because again, it's not just a regular episode. This is a this is a holiday. This is a holiday special because tomorrow, some people are off. Some people, like myself, have a half day. Others might be working. But the second that that clock hits five five thirty six they are cracking open something cold and they're seeing their friends from back home. That is a fact.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully this kind of, this can help out the drive in the morning on your commute for everyone that's listening. This, this can be the.
1: Exactly. First part of the day. Crack open your morning. Yeah. There you go. So I wanted to, I wanted to do one more thing before, you know, I don't, I don't know what you want to do after this, but I do want to have one more thing. I want to know, do you think there's a team right now in the bottom half that could make a run? Not necessarily to win, but to have a, a run to make a, you know, make a change up in, in the in the standings in the next couple of weeks. Is there anybody, if there's anybody, what do you think?
0: Ooh, I like that question. I am going to take a second and run through these teams. Um, to start the year, I'd say Haniel's team looked really good. He started out really hot. And I like, some, I, I like a lot of the pieces that he has on his team. Rudy Gobert, always solid. Montrez Harrell, he's having an awesome year. And I was surprised at how how well he's playing, and I think he's going to keep it up because it's really like the mantras
1: getting get getting MVP chance nightly. Yeah, know. yeah, MVP chance.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Verizon Center. Come on, that's pretty awesome.
0: It's awesome, and I think he's got great pieces too, like James Harden. I think he, I mean, he's still the number one position rank. Okay, <laughs> I still don't think he's at his top level, James Harden, that we've seen on Houston. Um, Chris Middleton's really good. Siakam is is pretty good. He's, I mean, a couple of years ago he had an awesome season and he kind of struggled since. But it looks like he's trying to get his legs back and starting games in November. So I think he's gonna improve over the season as it goes along. PJ Washington's solid, DiVincenzo's hurt, Kelly Linux hurt, um, and, and Washington's hurt too. So I think Hanuel's team realistically has good pieces. Um They've got a lot of guys that are hurt. D-Rose, Cole Anthony also have the out symbol. So once they get things like together and and put back the way they should, put Humpty Dumpty back on the wall, I think they'll be fine. Um, I, I really don't think it's time to hit any sort of panic button in the Team Henny world.
1: I could not agree anymore. This team is good. Like this is not like a, oh, he could maybe have a chance at. No, no, no. This team has playoff implications written all over it. Cole Anthony, dog. Montrezl Harrell, dog. Rudy Gobert, dog. Harden, look at his last seven. Harden's last seven, 25, seven and a half, eight and two with one block a game. Still has issues with turnovers, but you know what? When the ball is in your hands, 90% of the time without Kyrie, it's going to happen. This guy is balling right now. And he's finally getting over that hump of the initial foul call rule, right? You have a mm-hmm. guy who's going to be putting up 30 points a game. Half of the time it's on free throws. You know, partially on down free throws. But, you know, like he shoots like 15 a game. You know, now you re- reduce that. So at the beginning of the season, he was shooting two a game. Wow. Averaging 16 points a game, really reducing that, you know, limiting his ceiling now with the league kind of starting to take over. It has its own mind of its own. It's less, you know, head of the organization to kind of go down on the referees. The games are more free flowing. He's getting more foul calls and he's actually hes still playing. He's still playing closer to the rules now, but he's starting to slowly yet surely realize what he can do with the new rule set. And he is killing it. And the whole defensive lax James Harden crap. Yeah, I think he's stopping that with two steals a game. That's pretty sweet. Averaging 37, min- 37 minutes a game, last seven. He is here to stay. 38 minutes, 41 minutes, 37 minutes. Those are his last three. He had thirty a light 36, 10, and eight with three steals, two blocks. How you doing? I like James Harden a lot. And he had a huge pickup. LaMarcus, Aldridge, dog. Still gets it done for that Brooklyn team that is like basically – it's like them, the Lakers, are like – if you're old and you, you have a pulse, come on over. Let's play. Yeah. play yeah. some run. You want to run, run a couple? You <laughs> can play five games if you want. Who cares? LaMarcus well, Aldridge is balling. He's hitting shots that I haven't seen him hit in a couple of years. Off, you know, fade away, shimmy shake, fade away at the elbow, off the glass. Like It's nobody's business. At the end of games, winning, making winning plays, not necessarily making game-winning shots. But having those last, you know, last 30 seconds, he's making the free throws. Last 30 seconds, he's hitting that shot where he's pivoting, and he's going to make that fucking bucket for you when when you need it. I think Pascal's playing a little bit down. I think that Toronto team is wide open to have – Scotty Barnes, another example. He's got – that team is wide open. He has such potential. Washington comes back soon. Steven Genzo plays, comes back soon. El Linick, I'm pretty sure, comes back soon. So those are all three guys that are definitely starters in a fantasy league. I think he has great potential for this team. He might even have to de- drop Derrick Rose. Like it's like, the, it's just how, that's how good his team is playing. Um, and I think he might be on a two game winning streak. If I'm not, you know, if I'm not crazy, but if not, it's definitely what might be two out of the last three weeks. So I could not agree with you more Fletch. Penny's team is so good. And I'm very excited to see him. Hopefully Evan Fournier can keep up his incredible pace. Cause that dude is nice. So me. that's where I stand on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and once he does have those players, like PJ, DiVincenzo, Olenek, come back in the lineup, then you can drop some players like Mason Plumlee, um, Carmelo Anthony, um, maybe LaMarcus. LaMarcus, I, I got to give it to him. I, I didn't pick, I saw him on the wire. I didn't pick him up because I was like, Hey, he doesn't get too much, too many minutes. Um, he averages around like the low twenties. Maybe gets like, 28, 27 every now and again, but he's been productive even with a low minute standard. Um, just looking at the last seven days, like 24 minutes, 15 and a half points, six boards um, and a block a game. So a guy that you just picked up off the waiver wire, he, he's a solid choice. He's position ranked ninth right now, amazingly. And yeah, he, he's played head and shoulders above where we saw him in the beginning of the year. I, I thought when we started the season he's not even more close to an ad and you know got to give it to him um a lot of great pickups from henny's team and i think there's a lot of potential so we'll keep an eye on them for sure as we get through the next few weeks so he also
1: has garrett's best friend by the way
0: garrett's best friend
1: yeah bobby portis i heard they're really close (laughs)
0: loves
1: it garrett's a big bobby portis guy (laughs) loves him that's what i heard but i hope we asked i hope he asked bobby's wife or at least bobby why his wife looks like that because she looks like something out of a fucking cave (laughs) i don't know if you looked her up before i have she's a very interesting looking person no i'm sure she's a big follower of the pod i'm sure you know she's a friend of the pod of course but Mm -hmm. i just gotta know why she looks like that that's all i gotta say
0: (laughs) i gotta make the search now i've never actually seen her before no way is that his wife or... Oh, no. That's his mother.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's out on the internet. But I saw a picture of her. He posted a... He posted a picture with him and his kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife was not a looker. But you know what? Her husband's playing very well this year. That's all, that's that's, right. that's all it was about.
0: Yeah. That, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Her husband's having a great season. <laughs> so, moving right along, <laughs> we're going to look at so we look at the matchups from this past week, go over what we like. Yeah, I, do, I
1: think I that I would be a really good way to finish off. I'm just gonna, I'll kind of go through quickly the, the last matchups and yeah. see where you stand, 100%. Cool.
0: I like it. Um, I'm going to start up with my own, and then I'll let you talk about yours, Bilou. Um Sure. mine I mean I guess I'm disappointed it doesn't know it I mean every time you lose it's not fun but at the end of the day I had so many players hurt that if I won I was going to be shocked um this past week I've had Embiid Vucevic Devante Graham Mitchell Robinson and Nurlands Noel was fighting with some injury too so it's like you know, five solid guys on my team, Joel and and Vucevic being my top two picks. Anytime your top two picks go down, it's hard to win. <laughs> yeah. Ever. So, well, that's fair. so I, I was battling with the real Greek freak all week. I was actually leading most of the time. I was like, all right, cool. If I get a win out of this, I'll take it. Um, but he ended up winning in the end five to four. I think what really oh. set him over the edge was like the three pointers. Um, but I
1: mean, I'm not, I'm not sad about it.
0: Um, Yeah, feel good about your team
1: overall. Do you feel good about your team
0: overall? What do I think about my team? I like my team. I like my team a lot. Um, I've got Chris Paul, Levine, John Collins. He's playing insane right now. Um, Draymond Green. Oh my god! I've never had Draymond Green. I've never had Draymond Green on my fantasy team before. I didn't realize how many assists this guy gets. He's literally a point guard in a power forward position he gets so many <laughs> and then he'll he's always a threat to be a double double candidate he'll get double digit rebounds or points sometimes and it mixes in with the assist really well like he's a five tool guy and he's not going to be like a, a high pick or or a, or even a high ranking i got him in the fifth round which i, I mean you hear the name Draymond Green. I think his name gets more notoriety than his playing and his stats actually do. But he turned out really well. Um, Embiid and Vooch, they have been solid. Um, I'm still on the still on the trade Vucevic train. So if anybody's interested in taking him while he's hurt, I mean, <laughs> my phone's always open. But overall, I like my team. Um, I'm happy with the pickups that I've gotten recently. Nerlens Noel—I think he pairs really nice with Mitchell Robinson. Um, Josh Hart is getting a lot of run. Um, Kevin Herter, who I grabbed today, is starting to get some more minutes. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm positive with this team so far. I think that once we get a little bit healthier, we'll, we'll turn into a force.
1: Totally fair. Yeah, and beating Vucevic off the rip, like that just that sucks. You build a team around those guys. You build a team around those guys because they're their first two picks. It's the foundation of your team. So it sucks when you can't necessarily play to your strengths. In a week where it might have been nice beating one of the less, you know, the lower team, not lesser, the lower teams as of now. Um, it stinks, but I think you're right. I think it's just time to, you know, get your guys healthy, have them come back from injury and, you know, continue with the guys who've been playing. The guys who've been playing, playing great, you know, so it's just building off those, those building blocks and, you know, continuing upward, upward rise. So overall, I think you're right. Pals Redemption is definitely that it's going to be a, a redemption time this next upcoming week. Um, definitely. So you, Yeah, so who do you play this week? I play
0: uh, Haniel this week.
1: Nice.
0: team, Henny. Speak of the devil. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. Um, We're trading back and forth, four and five, five and four. Um, My team, I mean, yeah, having Embiid and Mucic out really hurts because I count on those guys for so many rebounds. And then last week, to not win the rebound stat. Is just a clear that indication that yeah, it's it's straight from the guys that I have hurt. So um, I know I'm going to be solid with field goal and free throw percentage, regardless. Blocks. My team is getting a ton of blocks this year, um, but largely because of Nerlens Noel. That dude's insane. And yeah, I, I think it'll be a decent matchup. It'll be a good line in the sand game for my team to see. All right, like if these guys are going to be hurt for an extended period of time what teams am I gonna like struggle with or or what like how long is this gonna last <laughs> where I, I lose sure. one of boots and then if I lose this one to team any and these teams that are in the lower
1: echelon of the league.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. Maybe. Then you become one of them as well, huh? Right, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Hey, let's let's not hope for that. I think you have a good match show this week. Um, two teams that are vying for you know a winning record I think at this point. Henny Henny is on the up and up you're also on the up up realistically. Um, so that's definitely a good matchup. Hard matchup. Henny's team is no walk in the park, as we just talked about how good his team is. So yeah. Um, best, of luck, best of luck to you. Uh my ma- I had a matchup last this past week that was crazy. Like went down the last couple like last minutes of games. Like it was very, very close. I played against uh, the co-management of of Costaldo and Scarat. It was a five-four, you know, final, which is, I never like, I never like those. i I always feel like I'm on the lower. I'm always in the four out of five. Uh, but this time I, I, got the upper hand, which was lucky. So, felt good. Felt good beating a really, really, really strong team. Uh, in Shokuts Inc, they got guys who really can ball. You know, they got Sabonis. They got, they have two guys that I wanted so bad with Sabonis and Ant Edwards. Edwards is a god. Cat obviously is a beast. Like he has Wendell Carter. He has that Miles Bridges cat that we talked about him before. Like he has, they have some players that really, you know, could pop off. Porter Jr. being hurt, Nick Claxton being a big part of that Brooklyn team. That's why Lamarcus Aldridge has gotten some chance to run more. is because Claxton's been out, you know. And then Ben Simmons, wherever he may land, um, he'll be a, you know, definitely that team will be a beneficiary of his success moving forward. So they have some, they have some guys in the tank right now, um, but their core has been great, and they do, they do a lot of movement like on their squad which i really appreciate i've kind of emulated that a little bit having one or two spots of like disposable players and you can kind of bring new guys in keep it moving you know and and so forth so it was really intimidating almost where i kept seeing them on a nightly basis like i would look at the team one minute and they would have like three guys running and the next minute they have six guys playing that same night and it's like oh shit i have to make a move so they really are a really well-run machine like i gotta give them props like they were they were on they were on their on their shit and I was getting a little nervous so my team felt really good I have some ballers bro I love my team I love my team so much but I I definitely know that there is room for improvement it's a matter of making the right trades you know I, I had a couple moves last week that I'm not crazy about in terms of picking up you know streaming rather I had Kobe White. I figured I might try to get something out of dud Damian Lee dud Aaron and Clark had one good game, one dud, where he had one point, one board, one assist, one, you know, one of everything. Wasn't too good. Um, but I've had guys like Precious you know, who had come on the last – you know, he was out the whole week in the last game. He put up 12-8-3, and, and I won by three assists, and he gave me three assists. And it was like, you know, there are guys who are playing to my strength of my team. Tyler Hero is balling right now. Jonas Valachunas is balling right now. Um, and, of course, Giannis had that 47-point game last, last last week. That was so important for my for my week. So I, th- I like my team a lot. I'm definitely open for some trades. Um, I haven't been able to make a trade quite in this league, but I'm definitely – I'm leaning towards trying to get something done because I really love – in the NBA, I think there's way less win and loss of a trade. Almost like big injuries because you really realistically you know what you're going to get the ballers ball on a nightly basis. They might have one or two off games, but in the NFL, with you might have you might be nervous for a trade where you know, oh, this guy pops off, he got like 38 the next game. This guy got seven or something like that. Like the discrepancy from game to game will not be as great as in the NFL. So I want to make a couple of trades. Hopefully, y'all can see some value in my team. I'm looking forward to like like Fletch said, keep my phone open for for some texts and calls.
0: Speaking of trades. I saw one coming to my inbox it today <laughs> that I wanted to bring up at least once while I got you here. Um, little old me. Little. Yeah. A little interesting trade. I, I liked it actually. I'm still going back and forth in my head about it.
1: Um, I, what's your take? I want to hear your side of the story. Do you mind reminding the, reminding the pod uh, what, what the trade was? Should we disclose that, in- that information, or should we let them guess? Up to you. I, I feel like they're going to lose interest if we don't disclose it. I think so, too. We should say it, just <laughs> to see where the heads were at.
0: So, B. offered me Lonzo Ball for Chris Paul, straight up, which honestly is not a bad trade. Both guys are solid point guards on their own team. Lonzo Ball's position ranked seventh right now. He does really well with rebounds from a point guard position. He actually does really well at three pointers. That's interesting Two, almost three a game. Um, turnovers are the same for both guys. Scoring is about the same for both guys. Lonzo does more blocks, but not as much steals. Um, and Chris Paul leads the way in assists, like far and away, 10.3 versus four and a half. Um, Interesting trade. I, I mean, right off the bat, with all trades, I've said this before, with all trades, the first the first thought that pops in my head is no. Um, <laughs> and then I take a second chance to look it over
1: That's my first.
0: and dive into the stats. Yeah, my first thought for every single trade someone offers me is no. Just no. And then I take a look. Um, okay. What I like from Lonzo is – the rebounds and the three points made. Those are two categories that I've wanted to improve. And like the pickups that I've made, haven't really done enough for me there. Um, what I don't like about Lonzo ball is the considerably low field goal percentage, 40% versus 47 of Chris Paul. That's, that's 7% in in a field goal. It's kind of a lot. Um, and the amount of assists. Now, I, my team has been really good at assists this year. Like, I've been through with Tremont. He gets a ton anyway. So, I think there might be some wiggle room there. It's, this is, like, the tough part about category leagues is, like, you want to you wanna make moves to improve your team, but you're worried about nine different values at once. Like, how do, you, how do you balance that? So, Philo, give me your side of the story on this, trade. What do you like? What do you don't like? What, do you, what are you trying to gain from Chris Paul?
1: so i'm I'm in the position now where I feel like the three pointer is de- three pointers and scoring are definitely mine. I love my team for those two. I think I have a little bit of wiggle room for losing a couple threes a game to improve my assist. i feel like i'm on that I'm in that weird like that weird purgatory of like, is my team pretty good? Like I have a lot of guards and I'm still like in like middle to lower part of the pack when it comes to assists. I like Chris Paul's steal, you know, cause the steals are on the same. Probably if not, Lonzo has more steals a game. Um, like I love Chris Paul's free throw percentage, which my team has been pretty mids on. I like the, the field goal percentage a little bit of a bump in field goal percentage. Um, but overall, I think it's a relatively fair trade. I just think that with your categories being, you know, stronger rebounding. Realistically, you could, you know, have that extra little oomph with Lonzo being a good rebounding guard. You can make sure to solidify that. There's a lot of really strong big men play this year. So rebounds are going to be a really competitive category. Um, you know, the field goal percentage, like, you know, I'm not too worried about that just because he's had a couple games of like, for example, like two of 11, a couple games ago. Then I will have one of seven of nine with like four threes made. Like he'll have great games. I just think it'd be a fair enough trade where, I'm trying to improve on assists and I'm trying to improve a little bit on free throw percentage while you could, you need a little bit more three pointers and could include, you know, and could include a, a really strong rebounding guard. Um, that was where my head was at with the trade. Two, you know, it's a guard for guard. You know, I'm not, I'm not as afraid of a, a same position trade as I would be in fantasy football. But again, they're two different sports. So I don't want to always compare the two.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um... Now, what are your thoughts on stacking the trade a little bit? Like, I've always, and you, you touched on, you've got a lot of guards on your team, and I've talked multiple times about being open to shipping Vucevic. If I inquir- if I acquire Alonzo Ball, let's say we do the trade straight up. I acquire Alonzo Ball. I now have Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic on my team. I'm, like, all in on the Chicago Bulls to do well, which I think they will, but will they It's a great be- team to be, to be doing that. It is. Will they be the number one team this year out of the East? Um, I I, I go back and forth in my head. I don't know. Yes. The answer I, is I yes. You look, the,
1: one, the one you're looking for is yes. That's, the, that's my pick. That's
0: right. <laughs> of course you want it to be. The, the answer is yes. But I honestly don't know. I don't know if this team continues to do great. Like, if Lonzo, he's having a great start to the year. Is that going to continue throughout the season? Or is he going to, like... Taper off and Chris Paul. Will he keep up the consistent play he's had for the past few seasons, or will he like taper off and will he like the age finally get to him a little bit? So it's a tough trade. So if we did, if you were open and maybe we stack Chris Paul and Vucevic, um, would you be open to maybe stacking in Valanchunas, maybe? Donovan Mitchell, to name a few.
1: So, Valachunas. Oh man, I do love that guy. One second, let me no, because the guy, everyone, pod. This is live. This is no. This is no planning. This is not. This is live action. So I want y'all to just see what an actual conversation is, as opposed to, hey, you want me to make a trade? No. I've had that happen. I actually got a chance to say this. For the six people that I've talked to, and all of you say, I'm not ready to make a trade yet, or this doesn't make sense for my team, or whatever, instead of coming with problems, come with solutions. I have yet to see a solution. So let's see if we can maybe find a solution tonight really quickly. I for me, I love Donovan. He's an he's an unmovable piece in my mind. I built my team. Around his ass, um, he was my second pick. I love his, his his. He matches up so well. Him, I want my team to do, and that's defensively, especially um, two steals a game. Love that guy. Now, Jonas is somebody that I'm actually thinking about moving myself.
0: Ooh, the plot thickens.
1: Um, he has been someone who I'm thinking about moving. Now, is Vucevic the guy potentially? Let me – give me one second. I'm going to make sure – I'm going to check my sources really quick just to make sure this could be a realistic trade. But I think, I think it could work because I, I would be a, a, acquiring on a red-hot Suns team – I already had Devin Booker. I would essentially have the guards for the, for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I would become – at one point I was the Spurs general manager when I had Thaddeus Young, Vassell, as well as um, – As well as Keldon Johnson. Now I can make a quick trip to Phoenix and be the Suns GM for a day or two and take a look. So let me, I just, I'm, like I said before in the pod, I'm very nervous about injury. Injuries scare me. And with Vucevic already kind of having this, uh, oh, it's COVID. It's COVID. It's not even a real injury. Uh, I see. That changes the thing. I see. It does, it does. And he's coming it back
0: soon does. too. I've eaten up a lot of his um the COVID reserve. Of his
1: COVID okay. of it of his sickness. My 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 my
0: my my This is a big trade. Like this shakes up uh, both of us. This is our a beach. big
1: trade. It really does. And you know, I haven't even like this is so put that trade in my inbox let's put a pin in this on the live because i don't want to put any pressure on either side to make a deal right now but this is let this be let this be out there in the open right now if you see at 4 a.m that this trade has been accepted just know that it's been on my mind all evening
0: just know <laughs> this that. is live for everyone that's listening this is literally so to, reader, live. to read it we're <laughs> live, yeah. Yeah. We, I, I, I had a plan going into this that I would talk about the trade, but I didn't think it would progress to like this much. And I came into this podcast with almost no notes. We had a couple of, um, a couple of segments in mind that we want to talk about, but like neither of us have really come with the plan. So this is literally all live, all just us talking.
1: <laughs> and just to go over the trade again, this would be Lonzo Ball and Jonas Valachunas. Nikola Vucevic and Chris Paul. That is a trading question. And soon enough, we'll have an answer as to what we've done. I think this could be something that gets done. I I really do. Um, But I guess we'll have to wait and see. So if you see, like I said, you see that trade bubble that says the trade's been done, you'll know where we started. That's all I have to say. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So... Um, where did we leave off? We we were going over mattress from last week, right? You want to go through the next one?
1: Sure. I'll be. I'll be. I'll try to be relatively quicker. I want to make, all right, make sure Perfect. we can make sure. I don't, I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you too much to have to cut down. <laughs> no, no, no. You're so, fine. No. I, I paid. This is why I pay for the extra Zoom subscription
0: so that we can have the full nice. conversation. Um, nice. While you're doing that, I'm going to manage my IR because I. have five her players and in order to trade vucevic i'd have to drop a player and i just
1: don't want to do that so i'm gonna to switch some to guys of course so i'm looking so already talked about mine talked about yours let's talk about the the big matchup of last week and this is this is like the matchup of the week this is like the titans fast you know re, yeah rewind a couple of years this is giants cowboys on sunday night carry underwoods on the tv you have a big old iced drink in your hand and then you're ready to watch some football Blake Griffin, Mama Mentality, huge matchup with the of the behemoths. Very very close when you go inside the numbers. The field goal percentage, big win for Coppa. You know, 50, 51 to forty five. Free throw percentage, eighty to six seventy six. Pretty big win. Pretty big win with three pointers made. Pretty big pretty big win on the other side with Mama Mentality winning three eighteen to two twenty three. Pretty solid win with the with assists. This is when it gets really close down here. Forty-eight steals for for Kappa to forty-four of Ian. That's super close, tied with blocks. So one more block either way, it's another big category. And then ninety turnovers to ninety-two. Kappa again edging him out. If those three could have swung in Ian's way, where he has five more steals, one more block, and two or three, you know, three less turnovers, he wins this week. So that, you know, that's at least a building block for him to know, you know, I was that close to being 5-4-0 as I was to 2-6-1. So that's something to look at. Huge, huge matchup. Big win for Blake Griffin. Um, They're scoring points in bunches. Um, You know, I think my team and his team are the only teams to hit 700, so that's exciting for him. Um, Yeah, big win. Mama mentality will be A-OK. He has a great squad. Next matchup, we're looking at uh, Joe Ingles Pringles versus just Castell Don'ts. Very close matchup again. Super super small on a couple, if not just one. Fifty points overall. You know, fifty points for points, not two or oh, sorry, twenty points. That's so small um, for points. That that went for the Castell Don'ts. You know, he had one more three pointer made, and then the other categories kind of spread out. Um, you know, almost more than actually more than double blocks. Um, 13, 13 steal difference for steals, or for turnovers rather, 13 turnover difference, you know, 40 assist difference, 30 or so rebounds, so it was relatively a, a pretty big change for the ones that were different. The only different, you know, the only real real categories that flip-flopped were the three-pointers made and the points, but they did both go to John Castell don'ts. So, you know, that is one to look at. Uh, it could have been, just to say, that's the exact opposite of the last matchup where it could have gone the other way. This could have easily been like an eight to, to, you know, eight to, what is it? One matchup or eight, eight to, you know, seven to two matchup. So but good showing for, for Joe Ingles Pringles that pull away with victory. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, the, the stats of the two that were flipping, like if they'd gone the other way, they wouldn't gone to Joe's, Joe Ingles Pringles anyway. Right. So I think he's got a side right. team this year all around um, players of the week for him. Um, Chris Stapps actually had a really big week. He had 98 points, um, 39 boards, three or 10, three pointers and shot 50% from the field and 94% from the line. So, um, say what you will about Chris Stapps. I don't know who made that Instagram post that I saw saying he was a disappointment to the Mavs because he's, he's not, he's playing well. Um, yeah, tell me you video. haven't
1: watched just single, um, single minute of NBA about Mavs basketball. Like, he's been balling. Like, when he yeah. plays, he plays. Like, he's a he's a, such a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He, any team would want him right now. He's
0: solid. Um, Ricky Rubio, I thought, is a really good pickup for Joe's team. Um, he's been doing a lot for Cleveland. He's done – he did a decent amount in this past week. But in terms of what the season and how he's done overall, I mean, a guy that wasn't even drafted to get starters minutes consistently, he even gets – 28 25 points sometimes he's even got 37 against the knicks like he's a good player um i like I, joe's team a lot like unsung heroes on the
1: squad right and he got i think he might have gotten blessed with not might have he definitely got blessed with the colin sexton news of him going down i don't th- i don't know if he got him like right before sexton went down but he got him around the time that, that happened so that's a major major another savvy move from joe joe is a multi sport whiz like we've seen you know we've seen it before other team, other players Coppa, for example you know john Castaldo and mark scrap both you know they're both big dual sport you know fantasy sport guys joe salaturo man that yeah. guy could play some fantasy sports he is a savvy fantasy player and ricky rubio is another testament to how how good of a fantasy guy he is man that's i didn't realize that he was doing that well ricky rubio i did not catch that at all that's yeah and yeah. he has maxi he has those two guys who like, Maxi, really have Maxi. He has Mo
0: Bamba. Mo Bamba has been insane. He got drafted in the 12th round. That's a right, great right. value pick. Yeah, Joe makes and good picks. No on, 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 on the season, he's at 10 and 9. Like, actually, 10
1: and a half and 9. And that's where Christian Wood's basically at. And that gives you an idea of the value that I'm looking for in that type of pick versus the 30th overall, just to go back to what we were saying, you know, yeah. 10 and 10 versus 10 and 10 is not 10 and 10. It's, it's, did I get him at the 30th or the hundred and what? 136. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So, <laughs> right. Great yeah. great
1: value for Mo. Great value. Definitely.
0: Um, so yeah, Joe's got a great team. Solid win for him. That's a win that he should have gotten. And, um, Let's see. Right after that, we've got two more matchups. we got Hebrew Hammer and Team Henny. Um, Team Henny actually taking the lead, part of his streak that he's got going on, a dominant win, 7-2. Um, and looking at the stats, the categories now, there wasn't a lot of close categories. There wasn't. Even I really see one close. <laughs> I, I see like one or two that were close. Team Henny led by 2% field goal percent now i say two percent but when you're doing field goals it's a lot um free throws he won right. by over three percent um three pointers he had nine more rebounds he had almost 30 more assists he won by almost 40 blocks he won by seven like steals was close there's one steal difference but it went to it would, have been, it would have
1: been flipped if it was flipped it would have been an 8-1 yeah. You know, so, yeah, so yeah, those and and same with turnovers. Six turnovers are actually still pretty big, um, but yeah. that's still the closest. Those two are the closest so, turnovers. You know, turnovers. You know, six six of them is is about what eight mm-hmm. percent of that. So I think uh, I think overall it's pretty dominant by by team and that's what we're I think that's what we're getting at. Howdy's yeah. team is nasty. We we said team is nasty. It's, yeah, and his team is good. So. Yeah, and they had some
0: good weeks from players. Like James Harden dropped 87 points, um, 24 boards, 19 assists. Siakam had a great week, 77, 23, and 14. Um, Even Cole Anthony, 60 points, 18 boards, 27 assists. Like, Henny didn't have one player that scored over 100 points, but I also – they all scored. They all scored in, like, the 50, 60 range or more, you know? Like, there was – like. The one guy that scored less than 20 was LaMarcus Aldridge. He played 23 minutes in the entire week. So <laughs> like, he is a great team. It's a solid week overall. It's like the sum is more than the the pieces. Or what's the saying? The the, the sum the is sum more than is, the...
1: The sum is worth more than the... Something of his parts.
0: I want to say the sum of its parts, but it's it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Are you looking at it up um, right
1: now? <laughs> yeah. The whole is greater than the there, sum there. of its parts. There um, it is.
0: There it is. There meaning,
1: it is. meaning we're stupid. We forget. forget <laughs> that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, the whole is worth more than the sum of its parts. That is totally correct. Penny, excited for you. Benny, should have taken my offer, Haji huh, Should have taken my offer. Luke is on the fucking bench, boss. Anyway, forwarding to the last matchup, Dana Tatum versus Schroeder's Cat. Another ball buster for our friend Garrett. Poor guy. has had so many close matchups that he just have not – at least the ball has not falling his way right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really hasn't. Like, I'm looking at it now. There's three categories that were super close. Um, the
1: free throws, man. Free throws. <laughs>
0: You lost by point zero zero three on the free throw percentage. That's like two free throws difference, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. If you didn't have, you didn't have DeAndre Ayton going four for seven on the week, or <laughs> even Adams going two for four, then it might be different. You know, that might have flipped. And, and he streamed he, streamed.
1: he streamed. Yeah, Adams too. Oh.
0: Yeah. He so brought Adams that's in tough. for a game and then he got <laughs> he shot 50%. Yeah. Might have lost in the matchup. Oh, that's tough. And
1: we, we hate to say that out loud, but sometimes it's just you gotta you gotta know where the pieces fall. And in this case, Gouray, you have it like you have some pieces, man. Let's see what you can do. Um, but shooting 49%, though categories he won. If you look at across the league, you know, aside from like Mama mentality at 318 boards. He had the third most board or fourth, maybe not. <laughs> I lied. That's completely, I'm totally lied. 228. So we had the fourth, fifth, fifth highest boards. Um, you know, it's 40 steals up there. It's probably fifth as well. Um, you know, 66 uh, turnovers is really good too. Like, it's, that's pretty low. That's probably the third lowest. Um, So I think he has some things to build off of. Again, he has some star power, but Dana Tatum taking over. Seth Curry has been a crazy – that's why I mentioned him before. Seth Curry has been a crazy story, 15 a game, shooting a lot of lights out from three. Um, Jason Tatum being Jason Tatum. Gary Trent's been a huge pickup. Morant. And I love – my player of the year so far, just in terms of, like, sheer excitement to watch play, DeJounte Murray, man. Oh, so – That guy – is so good, so consistently good, stuffing the stat sheet. He's doing what Lucas should be doing, 26, 12, 9, 3, 18, 10, 11, 3 at a block. Like, he is doing things efficiently too. Like, he has been so good on both ends of the floor. I think he's going to be major, major, major for uh, for the data tatums, 100%. And I love that Spurs team. I think they're – They're so young, and they have so many pieces that once they all figure it out, it's going to be pretty exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That's one thing tonight that I think we've shed enough light on is the Data Tatum team. Um, They've got good pieces. Like, Jason Tatum, I know his percentages have been really low to start the year. Like, yeah, he gets 20, 30 points a game, but he was abysmal, just on his on his percentages but this this week he shot 48 percent, which is great um if you can keep him shooting that way like he's a top 15 player easy John Morant's having a solid year um Deontay Murray like you said he's a great player I love what Deontay Murray does for the out of position stats he gets so many rebounds and steals and like He's not a guy it, it just by him by himself. Like his name's gonna not gonna pop off the paper if the average fan at home doesn't know who Deontay Murray is, but he's such a force in fantasy. I love him. I it's a guy that I target every single season. Um and Robert Williams, the third, he's having a solid year too. And he's been out for the past, I mean, he just played again yesterday, but he was out for three games. But he's been getting big minutes in Boston. Gets a lot of rebounds. Gets you a lot of blocks. He's a really good defensive big man. Um, and then around that, I think Zubats is solid. Dinwiddie's a good pick if he can continue to play. And Washington doesn't have a lot there, so Dinwiddie's going to get like a lot of the light and a lot of scoring. Um, I do think there's moves to be made on this team. I know. Kevin Love is a recent pickup, and he's just starting to get his legs underneath him. So maybe that's like a long-term play if he plays well. Um, Tim Hardaway, I see he's had some struggles lately. I know he's kind of like a—he's um, a player where sometimes he's good, sometimes he's shit. So hopefully he plays more good than shit. Um, Gary Trent is a guy that scores a lot and doesn't really do anything
1: else. He's been, but he's been—he actually, I don't know what game it was, but I don't know if it was a game or two ago. Man, he he popped off.
0: <laughs> Was it Utah? The Utah game where he had 31?
1: I think so, yeah. He absolutely popped off.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. Like, you love to see the scoring. It's going to help you in the three-point field goal categories, free throw two. Just like if you look at that game, yeah, 31 points, two rebounds, three assists, one steal, no blocks. So he doesn't do – like enough in the other categories it's just such a hard guy to hold on to um i i like the data tatum team there's players that i i love like tatum my my guy in boston um but keep making moves man there's there's good waiver pickups that are going to
1: come about in the next few weeks dude you know what what we got Oh,
0: accepted the offer. Wow. Live on the pod. The first trade uh, of the year.
1: My, I gotta change my team name. <laughs> God, it'll, be Paul, it'll be Paul in the family instead.
0: <laughs> that still works. That still works. I'm you know what? I'm glad that we made the first trade of the year. We need to shake it up a little bit. Get this, to. Get this league to wake up. This, this league doesn't make trades and we need to wake it up.
1: I think it's going to be great. I think both teams get studs. Jonas Valachunas has been an absolute stud for my team. 19, 12 and a half. Man, yeah. shooting shooting 87% from the free throw line. Yeah. Shooting Huge. shooting 50 shooting 50% from the field. Like this guy is a serious bucket and I think it's going to this this will help both of our teams drastically.
0: I agree. I agree. I think this is a help me help you scenario. I, the, as the as it always I is, wanted. to
1: preface, to preface yeah. it always, this league is built off of I help you, you help me, and yeah. I think this, this could hopefully shed some light on how trades are done, conversations to be had, and I think overall be in good shape. I appreciate that trade. I'm excited for it because both.
0: Yeah, me too, man. I appreciate it too. And um, I think we've let the folks at home listen to our voices enough for tonight. I think this is where we, we wrap up. Um, and you know, we look ahead to the rest of this week and Thanksgiving.
1: Thank you so much, Fletch. I want to say one thing I am very thankful for the podcast, doing this league, having a chance to talk basketball with my buddies. This has been so fun so far, last year and a half. I'm excited to see what the next year and, and, and even more has to hold. So, thank you so much for having me on the pod. I'm, I'm so glad we can continue to do this, even though everyone's busy. Um, it's nice to have this as a little little side thing for us all.
0: Absolutely. I love doing it too. I love having you guys and I know how much you guys do listen at home. Like I, I see all your texts come in in the group chat and that's what keeps me going. So I love doing these podcasts with you guys. I'm glad this year we can do it a little more free flowing, have it be a little bit longer and be a live conversation rather than the question answer interview that I did all last year. So Anybody that's out there listening up to this point, you want to come on the pod, chop it up with me. Let's go. Hop in, hop in. Anytime. Give me a ring. Give me a text. My phone's always open. So um, we'll talk real soon. Bilu, again. Appreciate having you on. Eat up. Eat up. Love you guys.